The Business Growth Podcast by legendary entrepreneur Dan Bradbury gives you the best strategies to grow a profitable, sustainable company that isn't dependent on you. Whether it be how to hire and lead a world-class team, business finance, marketing, time management, growth through acquisition, or maximizing your company's value before you exit, this podcast is for you. And now, your host for the Business Growth Podcast, Dan Bradbury. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dan Bradbury's podcast. Um, this week's episode is being started off by a phone call that Dan took today, and the big question is how and when to sell your business. Yeah, so um, interesting. I took a phone call this morning from a lady called Louise, who um, we've worked with her in uh, private mastermind for uh, a little while now, and she's today, this morning, uh, signed over her business. So she's congratulations. Asked. She's done. Yeah, well, it was interesting because the phone call was apart from letting me know that it was she was on the way to the uh, you know the, the office where it was being signed over uh, was a little bit bittersweet. Okay. Because uh, I, I remember she really deliberate. It was actually in this boardroom where where she made the decision. Right, okay, I'm I'm going to get out, and she kind of tossed and turned because the fact is. Is it financially in her best interest? Uh, yes, I believe so. Mm-hmm. But is it what she wanted? Um, or is it as, as much as she could have gotten? And the answer is probably not. But she wrestled with it for a while. And it was kind of like the business has got to grow and develop and be, become more or she's going to get out. And she compared it to emotionally. A lot of people don't talk about that. And we're going to talk about the particulars and the pros and cons of exiting financially. But um, it is the emotional, yeah. um, emotionally, after people get the high of the exit and getting the check, it can almost be, you know, depressive. And she described it as like um, uh, when her eldest child uh, left home and went to university. It was like bittersweet. Yeah. On the one hand, you're happy that they flourished and they're off to fend for themselves. But on the other hand, um, uh, sad that they're gone and kind of empty yeah. ne- nest syndrome. So Your she, voice is echoing around the house. Right, so she's taking this business from scratch, built it up into something and a good, strong brand in her industry and yet, uh, and now it's gone and it's in somebody else's hands who hopefully will do a better job but might not. They might screw it up. Of course. Right? And it reminds me of, um, it reminded me of well, this kind of topic of when to sell which I know she really deliberated over uh, 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 of probably best illustrated by uh, two stories. So I've bought, uh, merged and sold, uh, I think it's it's at least 12, I think it's 13 or 14 different companies now at different times. Um, and two of them were relatively significant exits. And by significant, I mean seven figures. And one of them was um, good, very profitable, beneficial, I'm really glad that I did it. And another one was an utter train wreck. So uh, there's useful lessons in both. One of them, uh, the first one happened um, after, in 2012, I got a severe head injury in a, you know, when I was in a triathlon. And when I had that kind of a life and death moment, um, and as I was kind of recuperating for that, I decided it was time to secure my family. So the motive, because I think the motive is important for me getting out, I knew that I could grow the business further, but I also wanted to take cash off the table, right? So uh, that's the primary reason why a lot of business owners want to get out. They go, great, we get cash off the table. At the time of recording this, entrepreneurial relief is still in existence, so it's very tax efficient. 
um, depending on the nature and the specifics of it, even though entrepreneur's relief is on its way out. Uh, so took a big lump off the table, paid off mortgage, etc., etc., etc. Done financially secure, yeah. right for life. That was the, that was the intent behind it, and it worked tremendously well. Or the, the the timing of it when I went to actually try and exit, I realised my advisors. I, I think it's important to surround yourselves with good mentors and advisors. Yeah, you need a good accountant and a good lawyer, but actually, um, they're the technical aspects of exits. Yeah. I think understanding how the quote-unquote game is played is more useful. So I, I got mentored uh, by a gentleman who'd had a, a multiple exits and an eight-figure exit of his own. And um, he advised me the number that I wanted um, to secure my family's financial future. I had two kids at the time. I've got three now. Uh, was a low seven-figure number. And that was enough to be my number for like, right, I'm now done, I'm out, I don't need to work. Yeah. Um, and he basically looked at the business that I was selling and said, you're not going to get that value. At best, that's going to be worth mid six figures. So for me, I then went on an acquisition hunt. Um, <coughs> and I actually went and bought another company and merged the two together. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about this, we spoke about this in previous episodes about step 10 um, in business value maximization is about rolling up. You yeah. know, the sum is greater than its parts. You've got two companies together. Yep. There's normally cost savings and additional synergies. So revenue goes up, uh, expenses goes down, so the profit is compounded. Yep. And the business is more stable because it's bigger and can be more robust. So that's called a roll-up. Um, so I put bought a competitor, put them together, and the sum was greater than its parts. And then I was able to achieve the low seven-figure valuation that I wanted. Uh, and that was almost a poster child for everything that went well. I got a big amount of cash at closing. Yeah. Um, I also got um, earnouts, so there was a transitional period which I actually made more from the earnout than I did in cash um, over the following 12 months. And because the acquirer was a big VC-backed company, they put a load of money in, which I then got to help them spend to grow the business and it really flourished yeah. after exit which was great and the jobs were secured and we actually added more jobs or rather they did I was just kind of interim CEO um, that's why I know most drivers well, isn't like the security of your staff correct yeah and I think I think it's a key uh, a key factor so in many respects that was uh, tremendously rewarding emotionally as well as financially but then that was partly the problem as Bill Gates said, success can lure smart people into thinking they know what they're doing. <laughs> so fast forward a couple of years and I've got you know other businesses, yep. other business interests, and I decide that I want to have another one because that was the biggest hit I'd ever had up until that point in terms of okay. lump sum of cash in one go. Okay, So I decided I was going to do it again a few years later. And this one, um, uh, it was... Uh, Again, it was a low seven-figure uh, valuation. It was bigger than the first one, but still low seven figures. Yeah. And it could not have gone worse. Um, it was being bought by an American company, and this was in, um, uh, let's call it marketing agency space. It was being bought by an American company, um, a uh, that may or may not be affiliated to, I'll just say social network. And um, long story short, uh, there was some disputes after closing which caused okay. there to be a very long and extracted legal battle. I can't be more specific than that 
for legal reasons, but there, there, there was, um, well, a, a different way of saying it, a more blunt way of saying it was, I got my arse sued off. <laughs> um, and, and, and uh, you know, and you don't want to fall out with smart, rich people. Yeah. Because um, it was a uh, American, so multi-million dollar lawsuit. Far beyond anything I'd experienced at that time, and it scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. It was utterly, utterly horrendous. Just make sure how we're doing. Um, utterly horrendous. And uh, when all of that was said and done, it was not worthwhile with me selling the company. In fact, let's just call it a wash. Like, net, 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 there was no benefit. Bottom the lawyers. Uh, well, yeah, no benefit to me. <laughs> no benefit to me. Yeah, the lawyers definitely got a lot more out of me than I did out of that transaction, probably. There or thereabouts. And when I think of the reason why, so coming back to the question of when's the right to sell, uh, time to sell, I think it's about fundamentals. Okay. So for me, in the first transaction, I had a motive, but the fundamentals of the business were good, but not strong enough to get what I want. So I, I put another company together and made the fundamentals stronger, right? Where in the second transaction, it was much more driven by greed and like little games to try and maximize the value. Mm -hmm. It's probably akin to, you know, if you want to look slimmer, you know, we're recording this in January, oh no, February actually, so um, uh, people are still trying to lose the Christmas weight. Um, And uh, you can make yourself look slimmer by, you know, sucking your stomach in. But that's cosmetic. It doesn't last. For a photograph, it might work. But fundamentally, you're no thinner just by sucking your stomach in. Just looks that way. If you actually want to be thinner, you need to exercise right and eat right. And it's the same with your company. So you, you can cosmetically dress it up and get a better price. But actually, fundamentally, is your company more robust? So the real irony is a lot of people, Ed, that are looking to exit their business are trying to get out because they're done with it, when actually to get the best price, they need to make the business more profitable, more robust, less dependent upon them. And the irony is, if they succeed in doing that, there'll be less desire to exit. Yeah. Right, think about it this way. If you've got a company to say, um, a a million, uh, no, that's pretty right, let's say half a million in profit, um, and you've got a five times multiple. So you got out for two and a half million quid, mm-hmm. right? Okay. By the time you paid legal fees, <clears throat> by the time you paid entrepreneur's relief, let's say you've got around two million, okay? okay? Right, the cash that you're left with, post-tax. So you've got two million, but the business was making you half a million a year, pre-tax. So now you've got to say, where am I going to invest two million quid to get that same kind of return? It's very hard can be advantageous because you've de-risked yourself and taking the money off the table, paying off your mm-hmm. mortgage, whatever, but it's going to be hard to get that return. And you might say if the business is secure and stable, you're better off pulling out the half a million a year, right? That's whenever you reinvest for future growth. So uh, for me, uh, the two kind of key actions that I encourage the listeners to think about drive the fundamentals and... Um, uh, for that, I, I recommend you go and take the BPM scorecard, Business Profit Maximization Scorecard, yep. the link around this video, which will talk about 10 key areas of your business mm-hmm. and score you, so give you a percentage score out of 100, as to, uh, and give you a custom report on what to do to drive the fundamentals, the value of your business. Yes. Because if you don't sell your business, you're buying it for another year. You still get, you've got to keep it. So, but either way, make it more valuable if you own it, it also makes it more valuable if you exit. So that's point one. 
And point number two, all this is in depth in the new book, which is, it's been uploaded to Amazon, we're just waiting for them to approve it, called Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, Nine and a Half Steps to Improving Your Profits and Cash Flow. It's really about how do you fundamentally build a bigger, stronger business? Because uh, in doing that, it makes it so that you win the game regardless of when you exit. Mm -hmm. I want your business to be so robust that it's a tough decision. Do I exit now or exit later? The way I'd summarize it is to say, um, I'm operating all my businesses as though I'm going to own them forever, but they're all for sale. They're all packaged. At the, at the right price. Last year, I, I got a surprise offer for a business that was a good one, mm -hmm. and I exited the business within 30 days because it was ready for sale. But I wasn't expecting to sell it, and I was happy running it as a passive, hands-off investor. So that's it yeah. for this week. Get yourself your BBM scorecard and keep your eyes peeled for turnover is vanity, profit is sanity. Brilliant. Thank you. See you next time.